Hey guys, we're back. Season two, I told you guys we would be bigger and better. And yes, I am. I am back. And you can see me now. Hey. Um, today, I have a really, really special topic. I feel like a lot of us today are throwing around the word narcissist too much. It's become a part of um, popular culture. And today, I have a special guest who's here to kind of navigate us with her expertise on exactly what a narcissist is. So please introduce Miss Kim. <laughs> Hi, Miss Kim. Hi. How are you? I'm Kimberly Nelson Thomas. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm a therapist, and I have a um, counseling service, Upper Self um, Counseling Services. So we could talk more about that later. <laughs> so today, like like I said, Miss Kim, you know my story. You've known everything I've went through already, and like just talking to other women a lot, and it's just like people are just calling everybody a narcissist. They have been cheated on, and he's all of a sudden a narcissist. What exactly is a narcissist? Well, I think so. The classical diagnosis of a narcissist, I think it would be so acutely obvious if you were dating a narcissist that, you know, you, and I don't care where you are in your emotional, like if you're, you're the most traumatized, damaged person, you would kind of recognize if you were dealing with someone with that level of mental illness. Um, so narcissistic people, like narcissists, the actual diagnosis, I work with some at my day job and they are some, they're very ill. A lot of them have serious personality disorder. So I just wanna make sure we understand that we're not calling everybody a narcissist. What you're typically dealing with is someone that has narcissistic traits or narcissistic tendencies, you know what I mean? Or has some, you know, or has had some experiences in his life that, that have caused him to like become, you know, to like think inward and lose faith, lose like their self-esteem has sunken to the point of, well, I have to build myself up. And they build this whole delusional world or this mm. delusional piece of them to protect themselves from everyone else because behind that barrier they have the lowest self-esteem they have like the lowest self-esteem so it's kind of like i'm gonna push past all this stuff that's going on internally right so, and i'm gonna like live this life that i want to live so you are definitely meeting their representative yeah you're definitely meeting the representative because it's important to put that first because the person that is inside of that shell is a very damaged, broken person who really doesn't think very much of themselves. For And it, and it, it happens for a lot of reasons. Mm. Yeah. So what I've noticed in past situations is when you present that to them and you say stuff like, hey, like I noticed this, that, and the third, and I know this, this, I know this happened when you were younger and I know this is something that, you know, damaged you. Do you, like if you say like, go to therapy like maybe we should figure this out why do they shut it down so quickly it's like i've already dealt with that and it's like i can see that you didn't because i'm you know what i'm saying i'm not me personally i'm not like a closed-minded person i know there everyone has things in their past everyone deals with things differently but if you have trauma like real trauma and you just decide to push past that, it's going to show up in some of the things you do and say so when you present that to a narcissist why did they shut it down so quickly? Like, oh, I dealt with that. So, I mean, so let's just go back. Cause I mean, like I said, without going into a long lecture about it, 
you know, the anatomy of a narcissist at its core, you know, it was too much or too little. So when too much, you know, they were overindulged and given too little emotional affection and mm -hmm. love and support and did not, you know, in those formative years, they didn't form the the necessary attachments to move to to reach a level of mastery mm -hmm. and move on to the next phase of development. They never were adequately able to form those attachments. So in the mind of a child in those formative years, it's just like I get these things, but these people don't love me. Oh, but I but listen, I get things. So this is what I expect from the world. You're not giving me this and you're not. So it's a kind of entitlement. Mm, it comes across as entitlement mm. or given too little, you know, so I would liken that, you know, a child like that's just deprived of emo emotional love and support. I've met people that, you know, were raised by people that had chronic drug issues, mm -hmm. you know, or functioning drug addicts or very depressed parents or mentally ill parents and were raised in homes where they just didn't get any of the love and support. And they just developed, they, they learned how to take care of themselves. But that emotional part of them was not nurtured mm. the, the they didn't receive the love and nurturing that they needed so they developed they grew up they thrived in one way but again without that love they're going to be searching for that and because the people that they look to for love did not give it to them their self-esteem has gone down or if you were with or if you were abused abusive parents or an abusive mother or an abusive father that robs you of your, you know, that, of course, in abuse that that sucks your self-esteem away. Mm -hmm. So imagine growing up and being abused and, you know, so th by the time you get a certain age, you've already developed like you like you just developed this concrete belief of yourself that I am nothing like I am not, wow. you know, that I don't matter. Wow. But in doing so, you know, when you go outside, you know, you want to protect yourself from that, from the world. You know, you want to protect yourself from this. You don't want to experience this. You want to protect yourself from it. So what happens is in that cocoon of, you know, low self-esteem and no love and deprived of emotional connections, you develop this self of, well, I'm great. Mm. Well, they I'm all these that. things, they right? They need that barrier. They need that. Or when you go into situations, well, this is how I'm going to create my friendships based off of this false, based off of this false person, hmm. based off of this false narrative, or this false person, or whoever I'm presenting, i.e., the representative. So, your relationship with the world is very different than somebody that is like fully actualized, you know, right. according to you know, like the, the hierarchy of actual self-actualization you're dealing with a person that probably didn't get to tier two so they've learned this is how i'm going to make you my friend right mm -hmm. this is how i'm going to make you my lover mm -hmm. but now i'm bringing you in because you're caring you're empathetic you're an open person you're loving and to them perfect you're the perfect supply mm. so this is how this kind of happens this is how and i don't want anybody when people 
get into these relationships with people with these narcissistic tendencies, I think the first thing they begin, how did that happen? How did this happen? You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I think they do think Please that. Please forgive yourself. You did nothing wrong. You did nothing wrong. All you did was find somebody and they took a hold of what they needed. They needed to be supplied that that emote, that love. They needed to be supplied all of those things. But you had no idea that you were pouring into a cup that had a hole in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And then when your pitcher was empty, he went look for another supply. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. It's very draining, mm -hmm. very draining. Yeah. And like I had did like a recent news dive within the past couple of weeks in like TikTok, I don't know. They, it was like a lot of people saying their story and everything like that. And I realized I was triggered, which it was a couple phrases that triggered me. What triggered me was abuse. When they use the term abuse, like your abuser. Mm -hmm. It triggered me when they um, use words like, um, what was another term that they used? Abuser, victim. Cause I'm like, I was abused? I'm a victim? And it, it was so triggering to listen to it. And then when I hear them say certain things like, you know, um, they they abuse you because they abuse you emotionally and they breadcrumb you and all these different terms. And I was like, you know what? I still have a lot of work to do because these things triggered me because I was I was still unaware of the fact or comfortable with the fact of saying, oh, this person was a narcissist. Like I, it really made me feel like I was abused. Like I really was like shocked. And then I had to kind of. Like I, it's settled now and I'm like, okay, it's different ways of it. And you know, it's not my fault and things like that. I really came to terms with it cause I had to kind of digest it. And it's a lot. So it's, it's so much to take in when you go from being in a loving relationship and you're thinking that they're pouring into yours and you're pouring into theirs, you know? And then for it, for you, for them to take off their mask because you found out something, and after that, once they realize you know that they're no longer that person, it switched. It's like okay, she found me out. Now I'm gonna go on and act the way it's, it's out there now. Cats out the bag. I'm gonna be me now. I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna be selfish. I'm gonna be. You know what I mean? And I think that with a lot of people, I'm not even going to just say women because I know men meet narcissistic women too. I think with a lot of people, they still love the person that they presented them to be. You still love that. So that's why you're holding on to that person because maybe they'll change back. Maybe it'll be different. And for the longest, I'm like, well, we can do counseling and we could. And then um, after working through all my emotions, it hit me like, this person doesn't want help. Mm -mm. This person is not, their love for themselves is way bigger than their love for me. Whereas though they won't say, I won't do those things anymore to hurt you because they're not functioning from the same place I'm functioning from. So to them, what's wrong? Like, what, what, what are you upset about? And it's like, to me, it's like all these things are wrong and you're just walking around like everything is okay. And, and I know for a fact, that person is only showing or acting like everything is okay because they're damaged. But as a victim, it's my first time calling myself a victim. As a victim, then you realize like, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I've been the best me. I was the best wife. I, did, I, I took all the necessary steps. I, I remember posting something on TikTok 
And I was saying like, yeah, because like during our time in, in trial and when he cheated on me, I had uh, went to therapy. A girl commented and said, girl, why would you go to therapy for something he's doing? And then I'm like, during that time, I felt like, well, maybe it's me. Maybe I got to fix me. And then that will inspire him to fix him. That was my thinking. But as the process went on, it was like, there's no, you can give and give and give and it will take and you will get nothing in return. So a couple of things you hit on that. So they are hypersensitive to criticism mm -hmm. because you challenge the you, you're challenging you are peeling the you're peeling away that carefully crafted facade mm -hmm. that they've created to protect themselves from all the things that they just don't want to deal with so things that have been so painful that at this point it's just like well no this is the me there's nothing wrong with me I'm not dealing with this. There's something wrong with you mm. for thinking something's wrong with me. Damn. <laughs> like what? There's something wrong with you for thinking something's wrong with me. And again, the, 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 that beautiful term gaslight. Now, I know that is in popular culture, but it if is. there was ever a more appropriate word to describe it, the level of manipulation. So anybody that's dealing with a narcissist. Yes, he did say that. Yes, he did do that. Stop questioning yourself. Mm. He did that. He did what you saw him do. He said what you heard him say. And you confronting him about it, he's going to say no. And this is what you have to understand. Because you're taking yourself on a merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. You are taking yourself on a merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. Because that is part of the manipulation. You're, you're coming too hard, sis. Like, you can't come too hard. Like Listen, they no, this is that. you. This is you. And, and and listen, you've probably gotten into some very, very bad backwards and forwards arguments with him when you were presenting these things to mm -hmm. him. I had video on audio, I'm saying recordings of something being said. And I said because I left a phone there and I'm like, well, they're like, oh, I knew it was there. Well, where was it at? You left the phone behind the object. What? <laughs> you can't tell me where it was at? Where was it? Where was it hitting at? You knew it was there. Where was it? It was behind the object. And I knew the whole time. And I, I was pretending to be on the phone. And I'm like, this person is delusional. Like, <laughs> And really there lies the delusions. Again, that, do you know, because at a point, and with, one other thing to mention too, the, the, you know what I mean? The lot, you know what I mean? Just that, you know, the lies, the, um, the lying, this justification and the gaslighting and the justifications for the things that you have seen, the inappropriate things that you have seen. Mm. He hasn't, he doesn't have a supply in place quite yet. Mm. So now I have to keep you in place. So now I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to lie. Mm. No, I wasn't talking to that girl on it. Girl, you crazy. I wasn't talking to that girl. Mm -hmm. He has to lie because now when that supply comes in place, when that supply comes and in my case, when the supply, the door was open, left with no question, packed, picked an wow. argument and packed his stuff. Wow. But then realized that that supply was not, you know, supplying. Mm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Probably needed, needed as much poured into hearts, you know? So then it was the love bombing. And, and again, I was still deeply in the throes of, I love who this was mm. 
I don't recognize this person, mm -hmm. you know, and oh that God. is when I learned the lesson, like when you walk it backwards and you go back into that and they're able to get you. So it's just like, what's keeping me from like letting, you know what I mean? Letting the tsunami loose on you now because you took me back after all this. Mm. Now I'm going to let the tsunami out on you. You See, know what I mean? I'm knocking part. down buildings. Mm. I'm, listen, I'm knocking down buildings. I'm, I'm messing up villages. So that is the level of like, there's no holds barred at that point. They just going to drag you. So again, it. as a person that just really wanted to preserve, you know, this, this, this um, relationship and marriage, I, you know, worked along until I stumbled upon some information and I spoke to, and I'm very open with my story. And again, I'm very, op I'm very open about it because the journey toward healing was one that healed me in so, I mean, in much, in much bigger ways, mm. you know, things that I needed to heal to be who I am sitting here on this couch today. Mm. This, this Kim was not Kim 10 years ago. So when I stumbled upon this and it became very necessary to evaluate what was happening because I was I was alone, withdrawn, um, sad, depressed. And what I realized was my son was suffering. Oh. He felt unloved and he felt, you know, like I wasn't available for him. Right. And um I really had to get a hold of it. So I pulled myself, you know what I mean? I just glued myself together, glue. I wasn't put together, mm. but I got, listen, I got, uh, you know what I mean? I got some Elmer's glue cause it was loosely glued child. <laughs> but I pulled my, glued myself together and, you know, took the next step because I could not mentally handle that anymore. Yeah. So. What I want you to understand is, you know, when you're in these relationships and you're with a person like this, you know, when you step out of it, it's so important for you to, one, forgive yourself. You, you have to. You have to forgive yourself. You can't say, well, what did I do? You didn't do anything. Yeah. You offered this person love and support you genuinely showed love to this person and for this person. You know, you didn't know that his subconscious agenda was to extract as much as he could. Mm -hmm. You didn't realize that in doing so, mm -hmm. you know, so, and they're very targeted about who they, you know, who they choose. Some, you know, so if you're just open and loving, oh, here is it. You have, listen, listen, come on down. Like on The Price is Right, mm -hmm. you're the next contestant. <laughs> you know, in. come on down. Perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So you are a potential supply. So don't, but this may be inherently who you are. And you are a healthier version of that. Now, being the giving, loving person that you are in your healthy version, it slowly transforms into a chore. Mm. And when you walk out of that relationship, you become a person where it's just like you're shut off to the world. Yes. Yes. You're shut off. Like, I listen, no, I ain't got five dollars. Yeah. You, you don't want to give no, that kindness again because right. I don't know what you may do. You know what and I mean? And it's a shame. It makes Scary. you second guess people that have loved you your entire life. 
it, it, it puts you in a space of where you're just like, you know, no, everybody's suspect at this point. Mm -hmm. That's how that's outside, how much outside. it could make. Right. You suspect everybody around you of potentially taking advantage of you. Mm -hmm. So another important piece is when you get out of that relationship and listen, listen good, take a year off. Mm. Take a year off. Do you know why? Because they've depleted you so, so completely that you don't know if this next guy coming along that shows you a little bit of love and affection, this person coming into your life, you know, you have made yourself an easier target because you've been so starved of this love and affection mm. all these years in this marriage. Another narcissist, a person that with narcissistic tendencies can come along and love bomb you. Just give And it. because you're so thirsty for it, mm -hmm. there you go. You didn't let another one be. You didn't let, 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 let another fly. Mm -mm. You let another fly in the house. Mm -mm. So that's what I'm saying. You have to take that time for yourself to really build yourself up. What do you do in that time, right? You do exactly what we've been talking about. You know, you've been spending more time doing self-care. Mm -hmm. You told me about this fabulous spa you went to. Like, and I looked it up too. You, <laughs> I want to go back for my birthday. I looked it up and I'm like, <laughs> I am so going to this place. Yes. So that's what I mean. You you, purposeful self-care. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you have to do. Purposeful self-care. So you took yourself to a spa. You know, you and your girlfriends are going out. Like, you know what I mean? You're rediscovering you yes. you're rediscovering the beauty in you yes you know what's so crazy it's so i i'm to the point where i'm almost cocky okay because mm -hmm. I, i'm so serious i am to the point where because i i'm not going to say this is the best thing that ha happened to me but ha me going through what i went through i've opened so many doors for myself internally and externally too like i said this podcast would have never happened had i've not endured the pain that i endured but i am 20 times the woman I was last March, okay? And it feels so Amen. good. I wake up every day knowing that I'm the shit. I, I feel like that. I really, I be at work. Some some guy was like, well, what happened to the curly here? I said, I got to switch it up. I'm a bad bitch. I've really just on to, just really been about training. I've been prioritizing me. And, I, and another thing I wanted to bring up to you, I haven't brought up to you yet, but while going through the pain of trying to get past that and everything, I found myself so angry that I take it out on people around me. Like, I realized the moment my past would piss me off, I get, I'll get off the phone or I'll be angry that they didn't answer the phone. And now the kids are asking me something simultaneously and I'm, get away, go leave me. And I'm so angry. And I'm like, after a while, then I'm like irritated when my mom's calling me or irritated when my friends are calling me. I don't want to answer the phone. And I was like, I was so angry during that during that period. I was so angry and it wasn't nobody's fault. It was just me taking out what he was giving me and throwing it on other people because I'm so angry. And I've noticed that after I've gotten to my my healed version that dang, that wasn't right. And I realized what that relationship has done to me. Yeah. It brought out the absolute worst. That part, me. yeah. So what's the what's the what's the phrase that I that I, you know, I gotta remember. My my aunt my aunt Vicky sends these beautiful phrases in in the family text. Like she sends these beautiful prayers, and um, I know 
it was either her or maybe my cousin, but they sent, you know, heal your cuts before you bleed on someone else, mm. right? Right? And that resonated because of course you're angry. And again, you must forgive yourself mm. because like, it's like, I mean, it, it to you ever like, you, you know, when you're asleep and then that alarm goes off and it's a jolt. So like everything that is coming to you at that point you are so hypersensitive to stress and mm. irritants because you wear it because of the height with which you have come from. Yeah. So that it's going to be irritant. You ever been in pain? Yeah. And then when somebody comes and says something to you, and I mean, you're just like, excuse me, what are you asking me that dumb shit? Not for? right now. Like, not right now. Like, leave me the, Like, leave me you're alone. just like, but you're in pain. You know what I mean? Something hurts. Yes. And you're just like, not now. Yes. Right? You know, but. That is the equivalent that you're you were hurting emotionally at that level. Wow. Do you know what I mean? As if I know when I had my son, I'll use that as an example. When I had my son, I had a C-section mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you, you felt like your whole body was sawed off. Like you see those people like in the circus, like when they do those tricks and they saw you in half and they open Ooh. you. That's how it felt. Like literally, that's how it felt. And they make you get out of bed. Mm. So for those first couple of days, and I'm going to tell you everything i was just hypersensitive to everything and our emotional pain could be just as great wow yeah uh, uh, just like it could be a 10 just like that pain i felt wow you, you understand so the, forgive yourself but that's where that self-care comes in that's where that good self-care comes in because i'm healing i'm trying to heal myself and i'm trying to let myself know that yes you've been through that it's okay you know what I mean? And I, I think that when I have my moments, though, with myself, because every night I, you know, I talk to God, like literally, I just be laying there in the dark. I turn the TV off and I'll just be talking as if I'm talking, having a regular conversation with someone in the room. And it, it, it makes me feel good. And I'd be like, God, I know, you know, I know that sometimes I get the urge of being like, OK, could this work? But then I'm reminded of how I felt then. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to feel that again. And I feel like God tells me to like, keep on pushing, keep going where the direction you're going. Like, cause sometimes it feels like, I don't like, I feel like everything is everywhere sometimes. Like, I don't know what God's plan is, but I know that his plan wasn't for me to be that hurt. I know that for a fact. So when I'm experiencing that, that pain and, and it hurts, I just gotta have that thought of better is coming. Mm -hmm. And I have to have that thought of, it's okay, Trina, like, you're okay now. You're not going through that anymore. You're in your healing, you're in your healing stage. And I have to remind myself constantly, it's okay to still be like, cause healing doesn't, people think that, oh, I'm out of the relationship, but it's like, I have to reset everything. People think that um, divorce or, or long-term relationships living together is like, once that person is physically going out the house or physically going, it, it's not over like that especially dealing with a narcissist it's like so much that still comes after that especially if you still have children so my question is what like if somebody is like listening to this and they're like oh my god like i think i'm in a relationship with narcissist. what would you what, what advice would you give them if they're trying to get out of it today if they're saying like i'm gonna leave what would your advice be like like today i want to leave this man and i'm hurting and what where do i start so that's, I mean, that's a loaded question because again, it's just like with, you know, abuse. So take somebody that is, you know, 
we often say, how are you staying with this man and he's beating you? Because he has systemically re-altered the way you think about this whole situation. You know what I mean? To where, you know, what am I going to do if I leave? Where do I go? What happens? So it's like you leave, you want to leave, you know you don't want to be there, but there's that part of you that has been like stripped from being in this abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Something's been taken away from you where you don't know if you could survive outside of this because the idea of, you know, the I that the whole point is to make sure you know that you're not shit without me. Mm. You understand to however that that comes so they can keep you in place. So whatever type of abuse is happening, you know what I mean? It's to their benefit to abuse you because it, it, it helps them. Right. Mm -hmm. So now when you decide to go, right, what is your plan of leaving? So have a plan. Mm. OK, because I want to be sensitive to the people who have who, who are in relationships where they are financially dependent so let's you know let's make sure we mention that because mm -hmm. there are people that are financially dependent on these men and women mm -hmm. what's your plan what is your plan have a plan now let's take this part off the table if you are in imminent danger right now run <laughs> get out because if the violence is escalating it's only going to get worse and physical violence. If it's escalating, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And you have to figure out, is it worth losing your life? Is it worth dying for? Get out, get out, make a plan and get out immediately. Yeah. But now, you know, but these are all abusive relationships. And once you realize that you've had your fill, I want to make sure I'm not oversimplifying this because when you're walking out of relationships like that, when I hear people say, why didn't you just walk out? Well, it's just not that simple. Mm -mm. It's just not that simple because one thing that I find with women who come out of relationships with people that have these, you know what I mean? That, that have these types of personality traits are you don't want to leave because you're just like, watch, he's going to get with the next girl and he's going to be different and he's going to straighten going to himself change. up and he's going to change. No, he ain't. <laughs> Please make that clear. <laughs> no, he's not. He's going to do the same thing to her because this is his personality. This is who he is. He hasn't even gotten to the point where he realizes this is who he is because being in this place allows him to operate without dealing with all that wounded inner child that is so damaged and broken operating here protects him from that mm -hmm. so no to walk back in to, to have to really change as a person i'd rather ain't nothing wrong with me i'd rather be that person right mm -hmm. so the next person that comes until he really is until he acknowledges that he is this person until he's going to do this to every woman he's not going to change that's number one right understand that Number two, your mental health is going to continue to deteriorate. You're going to because you're going to have to, you know, change yourself in a lot of ways to remain in that relationship. Mm -hmm. So to remain in that relationship, you're going to have to figure out where you're going to have to get your emotional needs met, you know, from your friend circle. You're not going to get the emotional support. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the support for much of what you do if it
doesn't benefit him. So if you're going to stay, just understand you're going to have to create this support outside of this marriage, mm. right? So there's that, okay? And these are for people if you're going to stay. If you want to go, you know what? What's your plan? And then when you leave, and this is important, this is very important. If you are very, very serious about reestablishing boundaries, you have to go what's called no contact. Mm. You have to go no contact. And if you have children, then? You, you create a situation where there's a middle person, mm -hmm. right? I know we've spoken. Yeah. You have this like really great mom mm. who like kind of jumps in and helps you out where you need help. Mm -hmm. All right. If that has to be the situation, drop the baby off there, pick him up. He's not going to greet it at. Mm. He's not because he still needs access to you. Mm. But if we and don't make no plan, don't make any plans that weekend, because the first few times, well, I don't want to deal with your mom. I'm mm -hmm. not doing that. He wants to do it his way because he still needs to have access to you. So he still needs to come to your house and he still needs to see if he can walk in. So, but if you're serious and you really want to set this boundary, don't make any plans that weekend because you might be going back to your mother's house to pick the baby up. Yep. But eventually he's going to get it. Yeah. Eventually yep. he's going to get it. Yep. And eventually he's going to understand and... Here's another popular misconception. They do love their children. They do love you. They, they, they love, they definitely love. But what ruins the relationship is the need that he has for you and everybody in his life to pour into him. Mm. So like staying in a relationship. So for instance, you have a narcissistic parent. So like you're talking to that parent, a, a typical conversation. So, you know, mom, you know, I had the worst day at school and, you know, I, I had a hard time. Tell me about it because I had this horrible day at work mm. and I need it right. And then at the end, you feel bad for feeling bad about your day at school. Mm -hmm. And this is how you're conditioned to pour into mm. this parent or this person. So. Again, back to what we were talking about. I don't want to get all tangential, <laughs> right? So you draw that line. That's two. Three, self-care, 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 self-care. And self-care could be getting up at five o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep. Mm, that's my thing. Getting up at five o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep. It could be, you know, whatever is going to set your mind in a positive motion. Right. You know, whatever is going to help you. Some people like positive affirmations. Some people, you know, like physical, you know, like physical, like for me. I don't know. I just got, I just got all crazy in the gym. At the, you, you understand? Mm -hmm. I just started going to the gym. I knew that wasn't going to last, but I just, <laughs> but, but it, it but right. It, my, it, it just made it. me feel so good. Yeah. Like, you know, th th those feel good hormones just, you know, and it boosted my serotonin and I just was a lot happier. Right. I wasn't happy all the way across the board, but it gave me enough of a boost to where, you know what I mean? I felt like a person that day. I didn't feel like I wanted to stay in the bed all day. I didn't feel like I wanted to cry all day. Right. I right. didn't feel like this. Right. And I felt like I could be present. Yeah. You understand? Find yourself in, do you have supportive friends? You understand? You have supportive friends and your family. You know, allow yourself, you know, your supportive circle. And 
at that time, that's when you really take account of who, you know, people around you are, you know, are you for me? Are you, you know, are you here to love on me or build me up? And this isn't you turning into the narcissist, but as girlfriend groups sometimes can be, mm. you know, very judgmental. And here's what happens sometimes. Cause sometimes, listen, you're gonna fall, you might fall off the wagon. No yeah. judgment here. I no judgment you here. Me, like, you was you, might, like, you might relax. You might relapse. So you're like, gonna what? you might relapse because you're not fully through you're still searching for this guy. And when he shows up for you in that, you know, when he shows up for you in that image the image where he was love bombing, when he shows up for you in that image, it's gonna be like, see, you know, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should give this a chance. Maybe I should this. Mm -hmm. Forgive yourself because again, this is all part of healing. This is all part of your healing right. and it's okay. It might take you a few times and then you're gonna realize he's gonna show up this way and then he's gonna turn into that. Mm -hmm. Then, And each time he shows up that way, you're gonna get wiser and wiser yep. and wiser and you're gonna realize, hey, this is a pattern here. Mm -hmm. This is what he does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is what this man does. So that would be the order of things. But first and foremost, really make up your mind, am I going to go? Have I had enough? Mm. Because am I ready to leave this situation? I would hope, you know what I mean? You're very clear on that. Yeah. You know, be clear on that because it's very easy to get pulled back in. Yep. Every year that you spend in an abusive relationship, that's that's two years that it'll take to heal. That's what um one So of my one year in an abusive relationship, two years to heal. They said it's twice, the uh, healing takes twice the amount of time you were actually in the relationship. Absolutely. And that's on average. I was like, I was told that by one of my best friends and she, I was just like, she said, I know it sounds crazy, but you know, you got to realize everything you go through in these types of relationships, whether it's abusive or whether it was like just a bunch of cheating, regardless of what it is, she was saying like, you have to kind of heal. You have to build yourself back up and it's going to take time and it's going to be on average two years for the one for mm -hmm. everyone i'm just like oh that's 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 interesting and i don't think that people realize how how much healing is needed like it's it's, it's a lot of, you need a lot you, like again and it doesn't happen overnight and you have to be kind to yourself like yeah. you have to be kind to yourself and you have to forgive yourself and you have to understand that you are human you are, you are just a human being just like everybody else. And you just have to take those steps. And each step, you get stronger. The farther you go on your journey, you learn more, you get stronger. You know, these places when one of my favorite authors, I want to say in the 90s, you know, was Ayanna Van Zandt. Like, baby, oh, okay. she, she baby, is. she got me through my 20s. <laughs> Listen, she got me through my 20s. This is a lady with this TV show. I didn't yes, like yes. Fixed my life. I'm telling you. Listen, I I need at that point. But she was one. And one of the couple of things that were, there were a couple of takeaways. But my biggest takeaway from her was the that book that she wrote called Value in the Valley. Mm -hmm. The Valley. I hope I'm saying it right, right? <laughs> but in anything, you know what I mean? She really like broke it down where when you're in this valley, which would be, you know what I mean? You're in the sunken places they call it. Mm -hmm. But you know, in reality, 
when we're at our lowest, that's where the that's where the lessons are learned yes. best. Yes, yes. I feel like that I, I get that because I feel like once everything because it was this one year where everything happened. I got married, had my baby, bought my house, got a new car. Everything was so great. Right. But no, looking back now, it was not built on a solid foundation. Boom. So I'm here now at the bottom and I'm kind of glad because guess what? I'm building from the bottom and my foundation is more solid than it's ever been in my whole life. And I'm grateful for that because me building on top of that and getting to where I'm going, it's like, can't nothing break this down. I'm so solid right now. Like what, 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 what a little storm going to do? They don't. <laughs> like, and, and I'm going to tell you again, this, this shield of armor that you're building up is only walking you toward the most fulfilled life that you can have because you need this shield on these 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 lessons that come and hit you and it feels like a you know what i mean it just really feels like you feel like you are under torpedo attack but if you get up from that if you get up from that what's the lesson now let me not stand in front of a torpedo next time <laughs> Do you right. understand? But that's the lesson. Right. Do you understand? That's the lesson. And you're walking away with whatever lesson that is, mm. whatever lesson that is from the smallest to the biggest. And it makes you that much wiser. Do you understand? And these things are essential for your journey through adulthood. Mm. These are essential. Imagine a person that has never been through any adversity. Oh, they're going to have a hard life. Imagine. What was that book I was reading about? the great depression and um it was an author and i can't remember right now but he was just illustrating you know like this picture illustration book of these millionaires and and you know in the era of the when when the when the great depression hit and you know the stock market crashed these people who had never been through any adversity were jumping out at high rises and were killing themselves wow. and they had no they they, they had it. no practical experience or they had no mental rolodex of how to deal with this is how they've always had it wow. there was they've never been presented with a level of adversity that whatever their you know whatever their lifestyle was or whatever their wealth had afforded them they never had to deal with the reality of what am I going to do if I don't have these things? Wow. So imagine. So that's why adversity is so important in everyone's life. Mm. Adversity is important because you build that armor. Yep. Yep. You build that armor. So again, look at them and, and their painful lessons. Yeah. And I and I I would hear the pain in your voice, and I would just I, my heart would always go out to you. But I would always but I would always think when we would get finished when we would get finished, and I would always think. You know what? That jacket of armor is going to be so thick. It's going to be unpenetratable. I hope so. It will. It will. It will. So far, I've, I've, so far, I've accepted what's happened. It took me a while. I mean, it's going on. It'll be a year and two months, but I've mm -hmm. accepted it. I'm okay with it. Um, I've forgiven myself for it. And like, I kind of, like I said, I have my thoughts and then I have to tell myself, well, do you want to go through that again? Or do you want to move forward and see what God has for you? And I'm always going to go with God. I'm going to go, I'm always going to go see what God has for me. So being, I feel like 
the message that I want to convey to people being in that situation right now, it may not seem like, like by situation, I mean like leaving that person behind. It may seem like, oh, they're happy or oh, they're, they're, they're going to find someone else or whatever. But isn't, I, I constantly, what I do is I constantly remind myself of if that person heals, then great. Good for them. Good for their relationship. I'm, I'm happy for you if that's really what you got going on. But mm -hmm. I can't worry about that. I have to focus on my legacy, what I'm trying to build, my children. You know, I don't want, I knew, I knew when I was going through what I was going through that I kind of, you know, put them to the side because I, my kids I'm talking about, put them to the side because I was dealing with what I was dealing with. I'm just trying to figure everything out. And that hurts me to even think back like, dang, like I was going through that and I couldn't be mom at the same time. I couldn't be, now I'm superwoman. Now I'm superwoman because I'm handling my internal things more healthy. I'm journaling. I'm taking my anger and putting it other places. I I, I try to think better thoughts. Oh, because one minute it's like, well, what does he move move on or whatever? Then it's like, after that, like I don't care. Like I'm I have so much going on. I have no time for those thoughts. So when those thoughts start to protrude, I think about what I have going on. So I want people who are going through it currently, you know, they're going no contact uh, right now, or they're going low contact because they have children. Just think about what's in store for you. Like think about what's ahead. Cause you already know what's back there. It's nothing back there for you. You've seen it already. I just want for us to just men and women move forward because that's where the prize is. The prize is in front of you, not behind you. And so walking ahead again, leaving, Things that you should really prepare yourself for again. So, you know, you shared with me that, you know, he has tried to make contact in the weirdest sort of ways. You know, <laughs> he comes over for things that he could have very well came over for during the day. And I'm glad you recognized it for what it was. But here's another thing, too. Again, you know, um, prepare yourself for, you know, the, you know, the, the, the smear campaign. Hmm. So the smear campaign. So, you know, mutual friends, family members. Stop feeling like you have to defend yourself because, again, he's going to always, he or she, because, I, you know, there are female narcissists, too. I've met a few in my <laughs> life. I've had female narcissist friends. We ain't friends no more. Oh, OK. <laughs> right. So. What you have to understand is when. They need to get ahead of all the negative things that could potentially be said about them. So what better way to do that than to be the first person to step out? Mm. Well, let me tell you, she's a trifling wife. She don't clean shit. I mean, hypothetically, of mm -hmm. course, whatever thing, whatever negative things that he could say to kind of justify his behavior, because the behavior is out there. I cheated. She, you know what I mean? Cause instead of making it look like you left because he was cheating, I'm going to make it look like I cheated because she's this. Uh-huh. So now you understand uh -huh. why I did what I did. And it'll have people <laughs> like, well, you know, there's two sides to this story. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. <laughs> You're going to stay in that sunken place if you engage in justifying or explaining to everyone you're just going to have to accept whatever is that what he said mm -hmm. all right bet I, 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 that was me then I, whatever he said whatever he said i did i did yeah that's what you had whatever he said i did i did it i reached that point though i think that the last i don't really want to talk about the last incident because it's kind of um because the children involved or whatever but that last thing 
but before that we were kind of able to conversate and have conversations and things like that but the last thing that happened it was something i was so hurt it was something to me that was just like no no like so i'm looking crazy like a deer in a red light and you looking at it and you looking at me like i'm crazy and you the one who know the truth and everybody looking at me like i'm crazy and everybody is like you know she's ruining this moment or whatever after i went home and i thought about that i said you know what i i ain't got no rat no more i don't want to talk about nothing there's nothing to talk about you sat there and you let me look crazy. You sat there and you looked me in my eyes and let me look crazy. You 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 really got the two other people looking crazy, but I won't speak on that. It's just it's just the simple fact that I realized I only got to worry about me. Not my monkey, not my circus. That's my new thing cuz I be like, mm, I don't got no so I I'll, I'll stay over here while all of that craziness goes on because I don't want no parts of that i'm too busy building me up and i can't worry about the next one and i you know what when i think about the last situation that happened i think about the women who are trying to reach out to the other women and be like oh no because you know i'm trying to tell you that this happened to me and i want you to know the truth y'all don't do it don't do it <laughs> don't you remember you told me your situation it took years for the person to realize what was going on years and it's like you can't call no one and explain to them this is what's going on because everyone is not going to see the light everyone is not going to say oh let's have this conversation and figure out you know what was being told to me and what was being told to you and things like that everyone isn't going to be um accepting of those conversations and then on top of that you never know what the person is, with, with the narcissist is telling the other person like you don't know absolutely absolutely and that's what i'm saying so they have to create this impression of themselves and to do that it could become quite slanderish so again to remain in their standing you know so they don't have to face it again it is to their benefit to triangulate mm -hmm. everyone it's to their benefit and then here comes you, you know, this person that just, I just love you. And I don't understand why all of this is going on. And I just, I just want answers. Mm -hmm. You know what? And, and, and guess what? By the time you walked into that, everybody in that room already thought you were crazy. Mm. Because I remember you telling me that story. So they were forewarned. Because this is how they operate. So there was already forewarning. You told me about a negative interaction you had in that setting. Why do you think that is? Because there was already, mm -hmm. they were already trained to believe something about you. Mm -hmm. Again, so when that day came, you know, he's, you know what I mean? He is not found out to be the creator of all the chaos. Mm. Do you understand? So... These things were carefully done on his behalf. Mm. That is probably the best thing you could do. You know what? This is threatening my peace. Mm -hmm. Let me get my gap coat and get on out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, let me just walk on out of here. Yep. So that is threatening your peace. Again, that is something that you don't have to engage in. And I'm going to strongly urge against it. Except that there are people that are going to side with him that are always going to love inside with him that are going to, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, and you just have to understand that, you know, him in a different way. 
They know they, him in a different mm -hmm. way. They may even know he's this person that was towards you. But if that's their family, their brother, their cousin, their longtime homie, you know what? They're always, they're already going to align with this person. They're mm -hmm. going to align with him. So you have to understand. Again, when we talked about that situation, what else did you notice? You noticed there were people that had empathy on their face. Uh-huh. Yep. They knew the truth. But, and the person that had empathy on their face probably saw this more than enough. Not maybe that setting, but saw pieces of it before. So the person who looked like, oh man, like I know, I know the truth and I know how this person is. It was like more so like looking at me like, yeah, I, I know. And some people probably will and understand that because it's only so much hiding you could do. Some people are going to start to realize, some people might. So after that situation, I think that I'm grateful for that happening because that was my last chain that I broke the very last chain that told told me everything that I needed to know because I'm such a why this why that let's have a conversation let's explain I'm that person because I'm a very authentic open person that's a part of my personality I can't change that right well mm -hmm. with certain things I can so with that being said after that it was no more wise it was no more can uh can we talk it was no more after that it occurred to me that the this person is, is I, I can't fix this person. I am not a mechanic. I cannot go up under somebody's hood, rewire, refix, change the oil, and then you're running correctly. I can't do that. That's And it's not my job. And I realized that. And I had to take a step back and say, you know what? Whatever life you want to pretend or allude to, that's fine. That's not the way I live. That's not the person that I am. You know, and, and realizing that day that that person don't align with me, it made me realize that person ain't for me. And I'm OK with that. And let me just say this, too. Again, when we talk about the idea of them changing, you know. Sometimes what happens, too, is and this is something that I have seen that they have so thoroughly alienated the people that they need and they are no longer successful. People are kind of on to, you know what I mean? They're kind of, they figure it out. Like, you know, I'm, I'm here and it's just like, you know, you can only run this, you know, this circus, but so far mm -hmm. with, you know, women. So for instance, like I, I had, a I, you know, like growing up, I've had friends, you know, that, you know, like to date multiple people and like to date, but if, you know, you like to date certain types of women. You liked women that, you know, were, you know, as he would say, it had their SHIT together. So now you coming in with all this chaos. So what I'm saying is you're not coming, you're not coming with the right tools mm. to deal with a woman like this. So mm -hmm. you're all ultimately you keep finding yourself, you know, alone because this is what you want. But you need this highly functional, professional woman that has everything in the world going on. You are just a want like she wants you in her life because she wants companionship. Yeah. Yep. Do you understand? I believe, you know, having love in our life is something that we all need. But, you know, you don't have to bring anything to the table with the women that he likes. So when so frequently you wind up like, well, yeah, no, this isn't working out. So after hearing this so many times and finding himself alone. It occurred to him that 
you know, I need to change. But here's the trick. I need to change because I'm not getting what I want. Mm. How do I change to start getting what I want again? Wow. So you have to understand ch what change truly looks like in a person that is set in that personality, that has that personality trait. Right. So now I have to learn how to operate in this arena to get what I want. Mm. I'm not changing. I'm not going back and dealing with my abuse. I'm not going back and dealing with you know, living in a crack house with my mom and being teased at school and all these things that have shattered my personality to the point where I've created this delusional version of me. Mm. I don't want to deal with that. I just need you to fix me so that I can get what I want again because right. I'm not getting it. Right. So again, don't fool yourself into believing that this change is all the time authentic. Mm. You know, it's need driven. Okay. Yeah, it's based off of the, the need of them. It's based off of the need, right? That's crazy. So, my I had another question too. Why? Okay, so why do people feel like like myself feel so triggered when they hear, you know, the the term abuse when it comes to narciss narcissist? <laughs> like, why 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 is it so triggering? Because that's not like see when people think of abuse. What's the when you hear abuse? What do you think of? Somebody going upside your head, right? <laughs> that's what I think of. None of us want to view ourselves as a victim. Like yeah. none of us want to, you, you don't want to believe that the people that you've watched and felt empathy for like, oh my God, he's getting beat up. But guess what? You're getting beat up mentally. Mm. So you don't want to believe that you're, you're, that you're abused in that way. Like you don't want to believe that you too are a victim of abuse. Sometimes it takes your mind a little bit of time to wrap around that because that messes with who you believed that you were, because maybe you've seen people get, that's never gonna be me. I'm never gonna let anybody yep. beat me up. I'm never gonna let yep. anybody do this. Yep. There are, there's other forms of abuse. Yep. There are other forms of abuse. So yeah, that is triggering because the realization that, you know, aside from getting beat up, I'm no different than her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no different than him. And that's a very, very triggering thought. Mm. So you want to really just understand that when you hear it, there's no shame in saying that I've experienced this. Yeah. I think rebranding the word in your mind a little bit. Right. How about I'm a survivor? Yeah, that's a see, I didn't think of it that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. to, to take the positive point of it because like i said i had did a nosedive in tiktok on you know once you view something they just show you the same type of stuff so i see a whole bunch of narcissistic stories and stuff and it's always a like victim and abuse but it like i didn't see nobody turn it upside down like no you're a survivor that is so i, I i'm sorry I'm, I'm it's so profound to me right now because i've been triggered for the past couple of weeks looking at this stuff and not seeing it that way and it's like Okay, I'm not a victim, I'm a survivor. <laughs> you know, like I'm not And really... that's a very conscious choice. Because, you know, when when we when we walk when we walk and, and create make make ourselves victims, you know, you know, you're you what are you looking for? Like are you do you wanna live in this this space of self pity? Do you wanna live in a space and I I wanna make sure I'm being sensitive because there's, you are a victim of someone else. Right. So for that reason, you are. But if it 
is if, if what you want is to move forward and heal and take one baby step at a time, you're walking toward being a survivor. Yeah, yeah. And you're walking toward that. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to stay a victim, you're going to think like a victim, you're going to live like a victim, mm. and you're going to expect the sympathy that victims often, that victims want. Or do you want to survive this? Mm -hmm. Do you understand? And I want to be clear. I don't want to appear as I'm being insensitive to anyone who has been through any type of horrific abuse. That takes time. Mm. And I, I'm, let me be clear. You are a victim of someone else's, someone else inflicting abuse on you. Mm. What I'm saying is walking toward the belief that, hey, I survived this. Yeah. That's and I'm okay right. today. Yes. And I don't care if it took me 10 years to get here. And I don't care if it took me all this time to walk to war being as I'm here. Yeah. So I survived it. That is awesome. That's awesome thinking. I think that, um, I think that a lot of times we can't, when we're in a state of hurt, it's hard to flip it. It's, it's really hard to flip it and make it like a positive situation. And I think that most people who are going through things, it takes time to kind of get there with the, okay, so this happened, but this is what I got out of it. Or, but this is the lesson or, but I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor or, you know what I mean? I think that that comes with time too. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very sensitive, scary thing to kind of face and really yeah. tell yourself that. But I think that the moment, cause with me personally, the moment I realized, cause I remember, um, you know, talking to you and, and you saying like, Oh, this is great. A narcissistic, narcissistic behavior. At first, when you first said it, I'm like, it is, I was lost. I really didn't know. It took me probably until that last incident for it to really sink in like oh my god you know what i mean it really takes time this is not something that's like okay this is what was said to me because you you take a long time believing that this person who you once seen this way is now it's even if i don't care if they do the worst or the worst to you you still don't really it don't hit you right away you just mm -hmm. think that this is a bad relationship and we can make it work this is in dealing with narcissists is so much bigger than that because internally the whole relationship in the beginning they're building you up but once everything crumbles now you are crumbling you your self-worth and everything is crumbling and it's really mm -hmm. hard to get up from that but the fact that you and i can both sit here today and say you know what this changed me you how many years now have you been out of that situation it's been some years. Yeah. So, and then it's me only years. not even a year yet. Yes, so it's, it's been like, a lot of years. Yeah. But time, but it took time, too. but it took time. Exactly. It definitely took time to get out of that. Again, like I said, I do not stand in judgment of anybody because I've been a victim. I've been in, in domestically uh, abusive relationships as, as well. You know what I mean? And, you know, during my formative years, yes, I, I have been in these relationships. And again, the journey has been difficult. The key is the belief in me and wanting to be in this different space because the space that I was in was inviting more of what I didn't want because, you know what I mean? Because this is this is what I was emitting to the world. Mm. Like, you know, that whole, that whole transference of energy, like, you know, in my energy, I was transmitting, you know, my fear of being victimized again. And all you're doing is you're inviting it because it's in your energy. Mm, it took me true. forever to understand that. Wow. It took me a long time to understand 
the laws of attraction and how we create, you know, how, how, the, how profound, you know, our energy and just the connection and how we draw things. And have you ever, like, again, I just, I don't want to go off on a tangent about it, but I know I, I just, somebody, you know, when I was, uh, I'd started reading up on it and, uh, what's that daggone book called that everybody used to get? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. <laughs> what was it called? Well, anyway, it was like the introduction to when they were talking about, you know, the laws of attraction. It was a wildly popular book. It was this Australian woman who, you know, wrote this book. And I went and got it on Audible. And she they just broke down the transference of energy. Right down to, have you ever thought about a person and thought about them? And then like a day or two, they call you? Yeah. And I, I didn't. I, did, I thought that was just a coincidence until I listened to that. So if I can just kind of like inject that into the, in, into the talk here a little bit, uh -huh. stop worrying about what you don't want. What do you want? Right, right, right. What do you want? And, and act like you already have it. Like yes. that has to become part of your energy. So even if it's just, I, I'm going to have a good day today taking those baby steps, coming from feeling completely depleted and laying, not wanting to get out of bed and your kids getting on your nerves and you just like doing these things and just getting out. Okay. I am going to have, I'm, my day is going to be good today. Right. And you believe when you leave that house, your day is going to be good. Good things are going to happen that day. No, that has happened to me many a times where this is like right after my separation and I'm trying to kind of get a, a, a feel for life with me and just the kids because mind you prior to him I only had two kids now three so like that's actually a change in itself so me getting out of bed and getting them together I would be like so sad every day and then my days at work are just so horrible and then after a while I just was telling myself I mean it, I end up okay so this is where it started I end up running into a man who lives on my route and I was talking to him he was telling me he hasn't been home because he had um cancer so him and his wife stayed at their other home and then he just didn't seem like he had cancer he was just still like vibrant and and he told me it's all about your attitude I remember that talk and after that talk I said you know what this man is getting up every day with this he was he was goofing around and laughing he's still able to smile and look at me I'm upset and 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 I didn't lose anything in my divorce I came I left with everything I came with why am I sad mm -hmm. why am I sad what what loss am I really suffering here mm -hmm. and after that I used to wake up in the morning and I used to tell myself Girl, it don't matter. And I used to have to tell myself, it doesn't matter what you're walking into, what workload you're walking into. It doesn't matter if you trip or fall while you're delivering mail. It, you're still going to have a good day. So I'm letting myself know things may occur, but don't take it too seriously because overall you're going to have a great day. And after I pushed that into my mind, my days have been great. Yes, I've had things happen, but for the most part, I'm able to come back home in one piece with my children, cook dinner, and be able to have create the peaceful environment that they deserve and that I deserve. So that's what took me to the place of, you know what, I'm going to have my feelings, but emotions are temporary. They are, I'm going to be happy. Sometimes I'm going to be sad. Guess what? It's going to switch all the time. And that's the point I was going to make because we fool ourselves into thinking if we're sitting down and we're being sad, nope, 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 nope. I got to get up. I got to stop being out of here. I got to find something to make me happy. No, you have to live in those emotions some too. Sit in them. You have to sit in them some. Yeah. You know, it. it, it you might be sad, but of course you, you, 
you talk yourself into and you work yourself through doing the things that are necessary, mm. caring for your children, going to work. But you have to take that emotional ride. You you got to take it because it's happen organically. you can't write. So you can't shortcut that. Yep. You can't take shortcuts with that because it's going to come. It's going to it's going to manifest itself in other ways and maybe more destructive behaviors. Yep. So ride that roller coaster of sadness, like of ups and downs, because it get those days get shorter and shorter yes. and you feel it less and less yes. and less. But now if you decide, I'm just nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to feel this because you're suppressing it. My Listen, and you're pushing it back. You're pushing it back. I remember so many nights, so many nights I cooked dinner or whatever for the kids. And this is like in the beginning, I will cry in the shower every night. So healthy. Cry in the shower every night. And I'd be like, what's wrong with me? And I just cry and cry. And then till now, like if you ask me now, the last time I cried, in, I don't, I can't tell you. After a while, I had to let my emotion. It was even times where I was at work and I'm in the middle of delivering. And I'll go back to my truck, put the stuff back in my bag, sit in my truck. And I got to cry it out and pray and then go start over. It was times where, like, I did that, but now it's, it, and I'm happy for those moments. I'm happy about those moments because those are the moments that brought me to where I am now. Because had I suppressed them and kept them, I would have been so angry and I would have been so upset. And it would have came out and manifest, like you said, in different ways. Listen, I'm going to tell you, because at, at also what you have to understand, you're grieving a loss. Yeah. Yeah. You ended a marriage. Now, let's put all this other stuff aside mm -hmm. you left you you're split up with somebody that you still love that you were in love with mm -hmm. you're grieving so again despite who this person was in this marriage mm -hmm. you are still grieving that loss yeah so again you have to honor that grief yeah go like i said i tell people you're going to go ahead and suppress it and you're going to go ahead and push it back and then now you're at the bar getting shots of hennessy is that healthy <laughs> Because now you're about to make some other messed up decisions. Yep, yep, yep. That's Wake up somewhere you ain't got no damn business waking up at. And I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> no business waking so up So you at. have to, right, you have to honor that grief. You have to do it. You have to do that work. Yep. So you're, like I said, you're tearing up right now. Nothing wrong with that. Let it out. Because it's just like the reality of it. The reality mm -hmm. of it all is I did um, or am grieving the person, right? And, you know, you have so many feelings because you poured so much into the person. There you go. Yeah. And you're also grieving the loss of yourself, too, mm -hmm. because you lost yourself within that person. And it, and doing the work to get yourself back is a lot. You it know, it's, it's doing the work to get yourself back from putting yourself out there for someone else to kind of like allow you to drown in the stuff that they're throwing on you it's a lot it's heavy so when you come up out of it and you finally can see things for what they are it's such an amazing feeling and it's like i i know that i'm still grieving it but i also know i'm not where i was so mm -hmm. i just want everybody to know as you go on even though you're still crying or you're still sad every now and again or maybe you're still sad every day the fact that you took yourself and started putting yourself first is amazing. And as you get through it, you understand, I don't want to give the false impression that everything that went on in that marriage was a lie. It wasn't. 
It wasn't a lie. Everything that went on in that I'm marriage not wasn't lie. a lie. I question, I'd be like, well, if you did what you did, right? No. If you did what you did to get me and you you ran after me for months just to get me back and to go and be with the person when they was already there, I didn't need to be included in it. So did you love me? Those, those are the things. I think that's the number one question I have all the time. Like, was the love really real at the end of the I day? I think, you know what? Again, again. So he had the option to marry these other people. Yeah. Again, he, he married you. You know, he was there with you. So I'm not telling you that to put a gold star on your on your sweater, but I'm just saying like, you know, he chose the woman that he loved somewhere in there. There is love. He did love you. It's just hard to see that. Like I know. Not, and you know what I mean? It's hard like, to be see. Like, lie, 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 lie. Right. Like, how does, how does that work? That was not. And, and, and again, in your journey, realize separate yourself from his poor behavior. Uh-huh. That was not about you. That's the chaos in his mind. You just got caught up in that tornado. Mm. That has nothing to do with you. People like they're going to operate in chaos. They're going to operate like that because they have to create a certain way. So they're going to do it by any means necessary. You just got pulled into that. You have nothing to do with that. This is he. This is him. Separate yourself. Again, I want you to forgive yourself. There's nothing you could have done or didn't do that would have prevented someone who has such great need from doing what they did. Yeah. They had such great emotional needs and great emotional deficits. There's nothing that you could have done or not done that would have prevented him from eventually showing who he is. Right. That's true. There was nothing. That's true. Again, so again, just allow yourself to heal and allow yourself to ride that wave of grief and just feel how you need to feel, when you need to feel it, where you need to feel it. And eventually, you know, it'll become, it'll decrease. It'll be less and less and less and less. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for that to happen. But um, thank you so much. I, I totally, totally on everything i really appreciate you i appreciate you for coming today first of all and <laughs> no and, and actually you know because i know i talked a little bit about narcissism narcissistic people before but i didn't have any like you know like expertise it was just me talking from a place of being drunk and <laughs> from a place of me feeling how i felt at the time so now i can kind of clarify for everyone now what it is and we don't have to throw this word around we can actually see what it is and what it does to you and by you being you know a survivor as well that helps because it lets us know that life goes on mm -hmm. you know life goes on and it helps us see that people do survive it people do overcome it people are educated because they went through it and you have definitely been a part of my support just like you said that like you have to have a support system you've been a great part of my support system along with friends and my mother and my family so i thank you for not only coming on to the show today but for actually being a a, a monument point in my my life because i was so like i was at rock bottom you remember the first phone call i had to i like, do yeah i was I at rock do. bottom and i just really appreciate you and I want to share you with the world and I want you to be able to tell them your information. So if someone wants to reach out and 
kind of get the help that I've gotten, how would they contact you? So how you would contact me, again, um, Upper Self Counseling Services, Upper Self LLC at gmail.com. Spelled, spelled Upper Self, lowercase. Again, Upper Self LLC, all one word, at gmail.com. I accept all insurances. Well, most, let me just say that. <laughs> I accept most insurances and self-pays are definitely welcome. And self-pays are put based on your income. We do a sliding scale fee, but I'm definitely open for patients right now. Oh, so yeah. now would be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, and one more thing. Um, what, what was I going to say? No, I think, I think that was it. I think that. You know, like I said, thank you again for coming on today. I really, really appreciate it. And I, like I said, I'm glad that the world gets to kind of experience you as well to to, to kind of get the same type of, you know, help that in the same comfort that I felt. Because you know what? Um, therapy is not like in the African-American community. We all act like, not all, some act like we don't need therapy. We'll get through it ourselves or whatever the case may be. But sometimes having that support system that's probably not a friend, not a family member is... It's, it's pretty awesome because I've had a great experience with you. Kim, to, to let you guys know, Kim is not only just like a straightforward, stuffy. She's not like a, she's she's going to keep it real with you. She's going to very much so let you know what it is. And she can kind of get her point across because she could be Kim in the office and she could be Kim, you know, let me get, because I remember one conversation she was like, you know what? I'm going to take my therapist head off real quick. I'm about to give you Kim and not Kimberly, but Kim. And she was able to kind of break some stuff down to you. And you don't find that everywhere. So if you really are going through something, it doesn't even have to be a relationship. It could be just life in general, just kicking your butt. I, I just, I think that she'd be a great fit for a lot of people. She was a great fit for me. And I just really hope that people will reach out and be able to get Let the help they need. Let me just say this, even if, this, if it's not me, I think therapy is essential. Mm. Um, I look at the state of Philadelphia and I look at all the pain that it takes a hurt person to hurt someone else. And it's a lot of hurt people out here hurting other people. And it's devastating because they're getting younger and younger and younger. Mm. So I just want to, you know, I just want to renew and just really put, give that strong push. If not me, somebody, mm. somebody, because again, Unhealed trauma is, what's, is, is what I see. Other people see other things, but when I look at the news and I look outside and I look at, you know what I mean? And I've been to far too many funerals of young people this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point of devastation mm -hmm. and, you know, rest in peace to them. But I want to say that now is the time as a community take our mental health very 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 seriously we have to heal our community and we have to do it one step at a time i highly recommend talking to someone yes mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> okay so i'm gonna wrap this up thank you guys for tuning in for another episode um season two i told you guys it would be so much different and it is i felt my emotions i felt how i felt and i'm just so excited that i can actually um take it to another level and actually bring this to you and and be able to kind of like help like that's my whole thing i know what i've been through and i just want to help not just entertain not just you know what i'm saying we're gonna have some entertain uh episodes of course but 
my main thing and my main um, objective is to to help along the way with laughs and having fun as well. So thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you for episode two.